0: it's important as leaders that you get your strategy right and i spent a lot of time reading about strategy and studying strategy that's my space and i've just finished reading a terrific book uh, called good strategy bad strategy and that was a that was a pretty direct headline for me to buy the book i like that good versus bad and it's written by a guy by the name of richard Ruhmelt, rumelt and uh, it won the Financial Times and Goldman Sachs um, I think it was shortlisted for the, one of their key books a few years ago so if you um, it's, it's probably not the easiest read but it did a brilliant job in, in, in defining you know what's good and bad strategy and even got me thinking about things I'm going to do a bit differently but it kicks off with a really good story and it's um, for those war buffs it was Nelson versus Napoleon in 1805. And uh, apparently, what they used to do was when they were fighting each other on the on the the, the seas, the high seas, all these ships would line up like a, a rugby line up. One team, sort of on a line of, uh, I think the Spanish, uh, sorry, the French, had more ships. They had about thirty-seven ships, and the British uh, under Nelson had about twenty-six ships. But they just lined up in front of each other and shot the crap out of each other, and whoever won won. You know, that's, that's all. All the boats just lined up. And that's how they did it. And Nelson thought, well, I don't have as many ships as, as Napoleon. I'm going to have to do something a bit differently. So what he did, and Napoleon was just lined up ready for a, for a battle. And what Nelson did was he said to um, his people, right, we've only got 26 ships. What I want is two rows of 13. And you, we're going to come in in a single file, two single files, rather than line up and, and lose. So they came in and they said, those are in the first boat probably going to be in a bit of trouble uh with cannons coming from 37 boats but we're going to throw them out and then as the second third fourth and fifth up to 13 all come in hopefully we can win and he did that's how he did it he just did something uh different and defeated napoleon with a a much uh, much less of an army so you know uh what what you know when when uh rummel sort of studied that he said what what was it about it and he he didn't have a big workshop with templates of visions and directions and visions and all that sort of stuff. He just sat down and go, I've got a problem. I've got an issue. I'm going to lose here. I'm going to develop a bit of a policy and that is we'll do something different. We'll we'll come in in two lines of 13 rather than just line up as 26 and, and try and win and then have a coherent set of actions behind that where we just do what we're told and we come in behind it. So he talks about using, you know, you might have a weakness, but turning that into a strength or an opportunity. And that's, that's what Nelson did. He had a, had a severe weakness against the French, not enough boats, but he turned that into a strength and an opportunity. So the other good, good thing, uh, you know, talk about with strategy is think about your own sector. And this is coming into the current era now. Think about your own sector and who is the leader in your sector? Who's the best operator? and what's their strategy and, and it's not hard to find out you know you can you can do a lot in a couple of hours on on the desk on the internet just looking at their website you know looking at their social media seeing what they're up to and work out what their strategy is but also think about where they're weak maybe they've got a weakness and uh you know this is what the old again the the war strategists used to do though if they couldn't defeat the enemy they'd find out where they were weak and and defeat them at the flanks so maybe there's a competitor you've got that you know is is well respected in the industry, but they've got a weakness in a certain area, and you can really you know target that. So the second sort of thing about good strategy is try and find a new source of strengths or opportunities. And the war story that Rommel uses this was um, he was good on uh, stories and an, um, uh, anecdotes, but this was he used David and Goliath on this one. And uh, he talked about um, how you know David was just this small guy, and Goliath was 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 the, the big giant. And uh, David th- scratched his head and thought, well, uh, I could try and defeat this guy putting more armor on, but I don't think that's going to work. You know, he's he's as much bigger than I am. So of course, what he did was you know use the slingshot with a stone and, and went for Goliath's weakness. Uh, which obviously he's forward, forward and bowled him over. So, um, you know, where's a new source of strategy and opportunity? And Rommel then, again, to the current world of business, says develop something that's hard to copy. All right? What Where in your business could you find something that's hard to copy? And, you know, it could be a process or it could be culture. You know, you can't copy culture easily. It's uh, in the motor vehicle industry, which is probably the toughest industry to grow a business in uh, in the last uh, 100 years. I mean, it's the most competitive industry globally. There's too many players. We know that too many brands. Tesla came in and and, and only started making cars in 2007 and um, was number one in their chosen markets uh, by 2020. So um, and what they did was they developed a a lower cost model of, of distribution. So they don't have any showrooms. You just buy a car online and they were the first to do that. So it was hard for their competitors to copy that. You know, you couldn't imagine the head of BMW globally ringing up all their dealers saying, um, look, from next week we're going to sell online, you're out of business. They've, they've got a, a model that they just can't can't undo that straight away. So it's hard to copy. As David did with Goliath, the other option is uh, tackle your competitors' weaknesses. You know, that, that could be a source of a new opportunity. So... In my market in Victoria, uh, I quite like a, a gin and tonic in summer. And there's a company called Four Pillars, uh, who've uh, I heard them speak. They've done a, they're terrific guys and done a great job in growing a brand from from nothing in, in the Yarra Valley. And you know there was the big incumbent gin companies, particularly from the United Kingdom. Uh, I think uh, Gordon's and Bombay Sapphire, those. But Four Pillars, what they've created was real, really good varietal. Um, uh, high-end gins, and uh, you know, even like there's one out of the Yarra Valley. Uh, it's a a Shiraz gin, I think it is. So, how clever is that? And just just really, you know, targeted their competitors' weaknesses, which were producing the same old gins for many years. So, you know, summing up in that, good strategy is new source of strengths and opportunities. Um, the third way of, for good strategy is to have clear, unambiguous targets. So make sure that people aren't scratching their heads when you come up with a good strategy and going, can you explain that to me? I think if you have to explain something, you've lost it already. Now, have if you've been to a presentation where someone puts a graph off, graph off and they have to explain it, well, that's, this sort of lost me already. So you need to have a target that's close to hand. Uh, and This is quoting Rummold out of the book. It's got, it's got to be close to hand. You can almost touch it and it's feasible and can be named if you look at our pre- listen to our previous uh, podcast, we talk a lot about okrs and and smart goals so have a listen to that uh, podcast on on having really good targets and and Romont said the leader's role is to pass on to the team a simpler solvable problem you know I've seen some leaders and they use the analogy of you know, walking into your team and go all right uh, we want this company to go to the moon over to you guys go go and get us there they don't that's not the sign of good leadership a good leader says i want to go to, we want to go to the moon but here's the first rung of the ladder that we need to get to maybe by the end of next year uh, we need to build the the rocket the launching pad or something like that so they're giving their team really small targets to achieve rather than just letting it over to them so make sure that your strategy has clear, unambiguous targets. The other thing he talks about with good strategy is think of your business as a set of links in a chain but ensure no weak links. I'm not an engineer, but apparently if you have a chain um, and you have one weak link, by by building the two links around it and make them stronger doesn't help it. It will still break. So you've got to make all your weeks, uh, your links um, relatively strong and, and make sure that... You're bulletproof uh, your, your links. So a good example, that's some of the airlines like uh, Jetstar in Australia or Southwestern America, you know, really admire their business models. Yeah, sure, they've been smashed by, by COVID, but up until then, you know, very profitable uh, airlines um, and there's no weak link. Love them or hate them, they've got their models right. You know what you're getting, you know, they're, they're good aircraft, their their time their t- t- departure times are pretty 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 good. We we them a bit, but they're actually pretty good. They say yes to certain things, no to other things. Very clear on their business model, and they make most importantly, they're profitable and make money. So they they've got no very very few weak links in their business model. IKEA is another good example of that. You know just. Uh, I hate ikea but but i don't I don't like putting furniture together, but but I really admire their business model. It's terrific. and um, you know you know what you're going to get, and you know they don't try and pretend that there's something they're not. McDonald's are the same. I mean, they really you're know, going to McDonald's, you just know what you're going to get every time. They bulletproof and and there's no weak link in their chain. You know, they use kids to serve the product, but they're well-trained kids. They've got, you know, relatively clean, clean restaurants. Um, their pricing model is, is, is pretty good. So, again, I'm not a big Maccas fan, but um, I really admire the way they've bulletproofed their business. So, you know, summing that one up, if you've got any weak links in your chain, you've, you, you can't ignore them. You've got to fix your weak links. No good trying to cover them up by strengthening the links around them. It doesn't work. The other part of good strategy is make sure uh, you've got a good good design, and you really design your strategy well. And that's really thinking about sitting down, might be with a notebook or something, and really mapping out you know what your strategy is going to be. It could be a mind map or something like that. And he again he used a war war example, Hannibal beating the Romans by design. So uh, similar to the. Um, uh, Nelson, Napoleon story in the old days, they'd all just line up on a battlefield, eyeball each other, and try and uh, kill the crap out of each other. And Hannibal said, "I'm not going to do that because the Roman army is much bigger than mine." So what he did was he um, he drew what he called like a a U-shaped of his his um, his his army, and uh, he knew the Romans would just come straight at them. But what he did was he he sort of kept um, a third of his soldiers to the left a third to the right so as the as the Romans advanced they actually came straight into a trap and um, eventually as they kept coming because Romans only knew one way and that was to go forward then he was able to come in behind them so he eventually boxed them in it was an amazing story where they were able to actually defeat the Romans by boxing the Romans because it just the Romans end up just getting squashed on each other and um uh, I think it was the biggest loss of, of um, human life in one day in any battle in history. And uh, he beat them just by using good design. So his tips were premeditate the idea. You know, think about the opportunity or the market you're going in. Think about it. Um, identify how competitors might respond. So this is what Hannibal did. He thought, I'll work out how the Romans respond. They always go forward. Okay. So, you know, think about how competitors might respond to you and design coordinated actions around that. And you can really design a terrific strategy. The last sort of good idea on good strategy is find your advantage. So what's your point of difference and persevere if it's an advantage. And if it's really not an advantage, sidestep and try something else. So um, Warren Buffett, and he quotes Warren Buffett in the book, always looks for a business's competitive advantage. If the owner doesn't know it, Buffett moves along pretty quickly. He really wants to see what's your sustainable competitive advantage what sets you apart from the others in your market or are you what they call just a at a, at a nightclub all lined up seeing who you're going to pick to dance you're all the same so what's your point of difference a good example was um, fiji water and uh you know you think again that's one of the most crowded markets in the world you walk up a supermarket aisle at the water aisle it's now a whole aisle long and it's for goodness sake it's water <laughs> You can get out of a tap for free. So why is that? Whereas Fiji water entered the new, that crowded market, but their point of difference, if you find out the Fiji water stories, it comes from some aquifer that was pre the industrial age. So if that's, that's true, their point of difference is that this water has never been contaminated by anything from the industrial era um, compared to other waters around the world. And it's been a great success story, Fiji water. So, you know, that's, they've found their advantage. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you wanted to connect, uh, my website's bcag.net.au. Twitter is Michael Burke 173, as is LinkedIn, Michael Burke 173. You can also connect directly at mburke, that's m-b-u-r-k-e, at bcag.net.au. Also, love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And thanks very much for listening, and see you next time.